This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only nationally syndicated golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by Acura, precision crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakito and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada. I'm pumped this morning. Why, Scully, am I pumped? It is a marathon day at Bell Reef Country Club for what might be the longest day of golf for the year as the horn just went. Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods has 11 holes this morning, 18 this afternoon, 29 holes for the Big Cat. It's going to be a great day. Zucchino in studio. You can probably tell I'm excited. <laughs> Adam Scully in for Weeksy, who will join us uh, in hour two from Bell Reef Country Club. Adam, uh, you excited? for what will be a long day of golf. I know you're working the oh, whole yeah, day. It's, You'll it's, have your it, eyes on this whole it's day. It's going to be right? a long day, but uh, as as a rad from behind the glass told me uh, before the show, there's a 0% chance of rain today. So, uh, you know, I like those odds. I'm not a betting man, but I do like those odds. Uh, we, we might play a little uh, play-by-play here as Tiger Woods is about to hit his uh, third shot into the eighth hole. But Making uh, your uh, PGA Tour radio news Yes, there. yes. <laughs> but no, it's going to be a great day. Uh, golf course has been uh, interesting, but well, say the least, I'm sure we'll get into that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so far the, the leaderboard's uh, pretty good. Yeah, Arad uh, greeted me this morning in the parking lot with that same stat. Yeah. He's like, zero? How could it be zero? <laughs> yeah. like, like, How is zero? that possible? How is that possible? Yeah. I'm like, I know. I'm like, it's very bold from yeah. the weatherman to yes. go out with zero. Yes. Um, overall impression so far before we jump into news and headlines, are you, uh, uh, I guess they predicted low scoring. Yeah. Uh, anything catch your eye that's a real shock or something that's, you know, completely off the table? Someone that uh, you thought was going to maybe have a good tournament that, that's right now nowhere to be found? You know, a, a guy I was actually looking at going into the tournament was Paul Casey, and he just oh, fell boy. off the map. I hear you. It was brutal. And, you know, I, I'm curious how this golf course would look if it wasn't a swamp, essentially, you know, if the greens weren't very soft. I'm, sh- I'm really curious to see the coverage today, just how much softer the golf course is. I, I think know? it's just going to get even easier. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I oh, think, yeah. look out. We've had two 63s already yeah. in the second round. We could be up to four by the time this mm-hmm. thing wraps up. Yeah, remember, uh, the, the TW is three under through seven. Yeah. So and, and on a par five with a wedge in his hand. Right. So, you know what? And it's par 70, so yep. look out. All right, we got a ton to get into today. It'll be all PGA Championship. We will hear from Bob Weeks from Bell Reef Country Club later in hour two. We'll have Muskoka Bay Golf Giveaway as well. Uh, tons to get to, but before we do, let's hit some news and headlines. News and headlines is brought to you by Porter Airlines. Now flying direct to 16 Canadian destinations and seven U.S. destinations direct, including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Visit flyporter.com. Porter Airlines, flying refined. Well, I hate starting with sad news, Skull, but uh, if you're noticing all the yellow ribbons on all the players' clothes and hats and whatnot this week, and uh, you've probably heard people talk about Jared Lyle. Jared Lyle, 36 years old, uh, lost his battle with cancer. Third time uh, he had a battle with leukemia. And um, the golfing world uh, touched from Jared and, and just the... His sign of character, the, how upbeat he was through his entire life. He's basically been fighting this his entire life. And the fact that, you know, you could play professional golf at the level he did, fighting cancer for as long as he did, speaks a lot to his character. Yeah. And, you know, to see the outpouring of support from, you know, everyone in, in the golf community. And it's great to see the players wearing their yellow ribbons and, 
and uh, to see a couple Aussies up there on the leaderboard uh, this week. Um, obviously, you know, one of the great memories that, uh, you know, myself and golf fans will have of him is that hole-in-one at the Waste Management Phoenix yes. Open in 2011. The big smile on his face. Uh, there's a couple really nice articles written about him. Uh, he just seemed like just a, real, just a really good guy, and it's, it's a big loss for the golf world. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau on the heels of that after that uh, very kind of disturbing, uncomfortable lack of handshake uh, on the European tour. Yeah, Yeah, that we didn't have a chance to get into because we were off that week. (laughs) Um, On the heels of that has, uh, you know, done something positive this weekend. And we will say Bryson did issue apology immediately Mm -hmm. after that. So, you know what, We, we will say that. Uh, it was the same week that Patrick Reed ripped the cameraman. There was oh, no uh, apolo- on fire. Yeah, yeah, there was no pa- uh, Patrick Reed apology, but there was a Bryson DeChambeau apology. And Bryson won the long drive competition mm-hmm. earlier this week at the PGA Championship and has donated all of his winnings from the long drive championship to Jared Lyle's family for their education fund for their yeah. children. So well done, Bryson. Good for Bryson. Uh, in more positive news, Suzanne Pedersen gave birth to her first child this week, mm-hmm. uh, a little baby boy. So congratulations to Suzanne Pedersen. Uh, want to give a shout out to Tyler McCumber. Mm-hmm. Now, a uh, good friend of mine is uh, Mark McCumber because we work together on the PG Tour radio team. Uh, former uh, Players Champion Mark McCumber, a huge career on the PGA Tour. His son, Tyler, playing in Canada now, McKenzie Tour, has won back-to-back tournaments, Scully. Won back-to-back on McKenzie Tour. And what is he doing this week? He's going for three in a row. He is one shot off the lead heading into the weekend on McKenzie Tour. I don't care where you're playing what tour. Going for three in a row is a big deal. Pretty strong. You know, he's going for the hat trick, I guess. Yeah, right? hat trick. I mean, and, of course, like looking very good yeah. to get the big graduation to the web.com next year. Absolutely. And you know, and, and that's the beauty of the McKenzie tour. You know, guys get hot; they can get their card and you know move on to the McKenzie to the Web.com tour, and then obviously the PGA tour. Uh, Jacqueline Lee, uh, amateur, twenty-one year old from Calgary, Alberta, Canada's own Jacqueline Lee, looked like she was heading deep into the U.S. Women's Amateur. Comes up just shy, making it to the quarterfinals, but another good outing by Jacqueline Lee. Looks like she's the real deal. So. It, it really does, and you know, it, it seems like week after week on, on our Golf Talk Canada news and notes. Page, yeah, she's on the board every every week. So. So good for her for making a name for herself. Obviously, you know she, she might be the next great Canadian women's golfer. Time Possibly. And finally, in news and notes, Steph Curry yeah. had the golf world talking about something other than the PGA Championship on Thursday, which is hard to do opposite a major. But on the Web.com tour, he goes out with a 71 in his opening round on Thursday. Steph Curry. Unfortunately, follows it up with an 86 on Friday. We'll miss the cut, but I don't care. You know, most of the time, I'm down on these types of things. Yeah. I, I rat on them and rag on them constantly. I hate it, Scully. I think it's a sideshow. I can't right. stand it. But when uh, but Steph Curry, uh, for the, the, the limited times that he's gone out and done this, he really hasn't embarrassed himself. In fact, he's impressed most people. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and it just goes to show just how good the guys on tour are. You know, Steph Curry's a, a one or a two handicap at the very most. You know, last year he shot 74, 74. And, you know, and you would think, you know, being a one or two handicap, he could, you know, shoot one or two over par. But, you know, these guys are just so good. And, you know, the guys on the web.com are 10, 12 under par on a weekly the basis. The Golo Tour, maybe. Yeah. Right? And, you know, and, and we'll see rounds today, you know, on at the PGA Championship that will, you know, exceed six, seven under par. So it's, it's, uh, it, but I mean, good for Steph Curry. Uh, it's great to get publicity for that tournament on the web.com tour. 
And uh, a 71, that's pretty sparkling for an NBA player. Yeah, very, sparkling for any player, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, PGA Championship board looks like this. Gary Woodland is your leader. He's in the house with 36 holes under his belt, 10 under par. That's good for a one-shot lead over Kevin Kisner. Gary Woodland's just about two and a, born about two and a half hours down the road from Belle Reef Country Club. So this is as close as he's ever going to get to a home game when it comes to a major championship. Kevin Kisner won off the lead, and Kevin Kisner coming off you know that great Open Championship where he just had the rough Sunday, uh, only one off the lead. Brooks Kepka, what a brilliant round of 63 yesterday. He's two off the lead at 10 under. Dustin Johnson, Charles Schwartzel, Thomas Peters, and Ricky Fowler all at 7 under. And Ricky Fowler still has eight holes mm-hmm. left in his second round and has a kick in for birdie to get to 8 under par. And we should just update you right now, the big cat, T.W. Tiger Woods, stiffed his fourth on the par 5 eighth to 6 feet and has made the birdie effort. So Tiger Woods now 4 under par for the championship, 4 under par on the day, mm-hmm. and looking like he could stalk a 63 today. And it also looks that Justin Thomas is going to make a birdie yep. and Rory McIlroy is going to make a birdie. So they're all going to walk away with a birdie on 8. Bell Reve Country Club is going to be mushy peas today. Uh-huh. They got their chance to go get it. It's going to be a birdie fest. I'm not sure if you said so. In in our studio right now, we have about 12 TVs on with every with every feed of the golf on, and I almost jumped out of my my seat because Justin Thomas nearly made a two on the par five with a three wood in his hand, uh, but he hit about uh, 15 feet behind the hole and two putted. So it's going to be a great day of golf. And uh, Tiger Woods now we have four under through his first eight holes. We'll in get uh, into this fully and deeply. Scully and I starting on the other side. We'll take our first break, and we should mention the Azuri <laughs> quietly. <laughs> Again. Quietly, 68, 67, 5 under par, just quietly where he wants to be with 36 holes left looking for back-to-back majors, Francesco Molinari. Don't be surprised. The guy is an absolute machine. On the other side, more PGA Championship. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by Acura. Precision-crafted performance. Acura, celebrating 30 years in Canada. Visit Acura.ca for the 2018 lineup and dealership incentives. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino in studio with Adam Scully. Weeksy joining us in hour two. It's all PGA Championship right now. Tiger on the move. Four under through his first eight holes. Now four under for the championship. And uh, don't count out Ricky Fowler. Is this the week the monkey gets ripped off his back? He is now eight under par after Mm back-to-back birdies. And he is marching forward. And Scully and I were talking uh, off mic. We would be shocked if we didn't see at least another 63, if not possibly a 62 at some point today, whether it comes this morning or in split T threesomes mm-hmm. this afternoon as they will play catch up. The good news is this with 0% chance of rain, we will be back on schedule tomorrow in proper twosomes for the final round of the year's final major. All right, Scully, I, I, I want to get your impressions on Bell Reef Country Club, and, and I'm going to beat up a little bit on it, a little. And, and I don't want to get misunderstood on this because I don't dislike it. I don't think it's a bad golf course mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. 
and and I don't like I don't think it's an awful golf course. It's not this is not, you know, what they did at Chambers Bay for the US Open. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that at all. Uh and I also I'm not saying the setup is poor. I like the rough. I think the PGA Championship had done a great job uh, on making the rough penal and, and you know making uh, hitting fairways important. I think they did a very good job on the setup as well, especially with the the card and the hands they were dealt. Mother Nature dealt them a, a handful of crap. Mm-hmm. Okay, they sent them. To, they sent the PGA Championship to a, a, a gunfight with a pocket knife, this especially year. this time of year. Yes. Too. Yes. Okay, so I I think they did a great job with what they had. Here's my problem. I find the golf course tee to green very unimaginative. Mm -hmm. I think there's no strategy. It's hit it as far and as straight as you can and then take target practice because the greens are mush. There's very little risk-reward. The only hole you have to make a decision on at all is number 11, the yeah. drivable par 4, depending on if they put the tee up or not. If they haven't put the tee up, then it's a basic layup off the tee in a wedge. And a flip, un- un- unless you're Tiger unless on you're Thursday. Tiger, right. So, yes. But I'm just in general, generally speaking, yeah. there's very little imagination and strategy to this golf course. So I'm not a huge fan of the, of the golf course tee to green. And the other problem I have, and I'm going to harp on it, I'm going to sound like a broken record and like someone's pulling a string in my back, but I was talking to Bob earlier this week. We were just going back and forth on text. It was either Thursday or Friday. And we were commenting on two things. One, how impressive the crowd support is. The, mm. the fans out on Thursday were ridiculous. It looked like a Friday or a Saturday at the Waste Management. There yeah. was like thousands and thousands of people. And also how wide the fairways were again. And here I go again. It is a 7,400-yard par 70. This thing is a beast from tee to green when it comes to distance. Mm -hmm. You can't protect a golf course with yardage anymore to the modern-day player. How many times do we have to see this? How many times do I have to scream it at the top of my lungs (laughs) when you give the best players in the world 40 and 50-yard-wide fairways? These fairways are, 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 are like two runways beside each other. Okay, when you give them that wide a target, you have nine rounds under 65. <laughs> the only day in major, second, sorry, the, uh, one of only two days in major championship history where two 63s were scored. It, it, it's it's a joke, Scully. It's a joke, and that's my problem. Yeah, and you know th- this goes back to you know the conversation we've had several times about the PGA Championships identity. You know, we saw last year at Quail Hollow, that was a that was a good challenge. That should have been the U.S. Open venue last year, and Aaron Hill should have been the PGA uh, Championship. I, I I am still curious what this golf course would have been like if it wasn't this time of year and it Agreed. didn't get absolutely pounded uh, with rain. And, of course, you know, they they uh, warned the players or they gave a, a notice to the players earlier in the week about the greens. So the greens aren't spectacular. We'll, we'll see today, especially playing – some guys are playing upwards of 27, 30 holes, you know, just how – how the greens are going to be affected, you know. Are we going to see a lot of bumps this afternoon, you know? So I'm going to throw a theory at you. Perfect. Be- because the fairways are, are so wide yeah, and because the greens are so big, greens are close to 8,000 square feet on average, They're which huge. is two and a half times the size of an average green at a U.S. Open, like a Pebble Beach yeah. or something, okay? So with greens that massive and fairways this massive, I would make the argument that if it was under normal PGA Championship conditions, under their normal setup, which is not extreme, okay, but let's assume that it wasn't a swamp and they had their normal conditions, 
that the scores would be lower. Oh, for sure. Because that 520-yard par four, you know, they're getting it's now playing another 30 yards shorter because of normal conditions. And when the greens are that big, you don't have to worry about them being receptive because you know, to most hole locations, if the if the greens are bouncing, you have the space to land it in front of the pin and let it take its natural hop mm-hmm. forward, mm-hmm. right? That's true. It's only when the greens are as small as they are at Pebble, yeah. where when they get rock hard and you don't have the square footage to play the shot necessary, that it becomes part of the equation. I think the lead right now would be like at thirteen under hmm. if we were under north. That, like, uh, just a theory at you. Interesting. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, I think the PGA Championship does an excellent job in their setup uh, when we're comparing it to the USGA. Oh, but, night and day. But, yeah. guys, we got to start making putting the ball in the fairway a, a priority. We have to start doing it. If they just brought in – if they brought in each side of the fairway 10, 12 yards mm-hmm. on I, on both sides of the fairway, I think we'd have a much different championship. Right? Well, you know, especially when, you know, guys like Rory McIlroy are having 189-mile-per-hour ball speed and flying at 336 yards. It doesn't matter how long these golf courses are. You know, if there's 40-yard-wide fairways – Guys are going to take it deep. Guys are going to get, you know, 15, 20 under par. That's it. Crazy. Now, speaking of guys that can take it deep, and speaking of guys who want to make a move today, my pick to win this championship was Jason Day. He mm-hmm. has just made another birdie. So Jason Day now is five under par for the championship, trying to get up and down at 10 to remain at five under. Who do you think, Scully, makes the move come this afternoon. The way this leaderboard's shaping up, I obviously highlighted Francesco Molinari at five under par. He is five off the lead, but taking a look at this leaderboard, we've got some guys lurking in that five under range, and the guys that leap out on me, Francesco Molinari, John Rahm, Jason Day, there are players here five back that are not even close to being out of this. Oh, for sure. And, you know, you mentioned John Rahman. I'll get into him a little later in Winner is Weird and What. It seems like his attitude has uh, changed a little bit. Uh, he's not quite as uh, quick-tempered on the, on the golf course, at least uh, in the first couple of days he hasn't been. Uh, t- tough to bet against Dustin Johnson. Uh, he put on a clinic on, on his back nine, the front nine, yesterday, uh, making four birdies in a five-hole stretch. Uh, just just basically, uh, you know, playing over the dog leg lefts and hitting these high, towering cuts. Uh, I mean, Brooks Kepka, as you'll get into later, just put on a driving display for the ages. And who knows? I mean, if, if Tiger keeps driving it the way he has in his in his last uh, 18 holes total, minus, you know, after his brutal start on Thursday, um, he could be up there as well. At, okay, the lead's at 10. Yep. We are going to complete the second round. Considering the marathon day of golf you have today, I would suggest to you that, you know, because it's such a long day and because it's going to be a continuous day of golf, really, that maybe we would look a little further down the leaderboard Mm. uh, on a Saturday uh, compared to if it was a traditional Saturday. If it was a traditional Saturday right now, I'd probably be thinking because of the quality, and that's the key, because of the quality of the players, between five and ten under, yeah, I would typically say that you know you got to be at five or five or six under right now to be where you need to be in this championship. But because of the marathon day, 
Do we maybe go looking at a three or a four because there's guys at four, like a Justin Rose at a four under, and there are some quality golfers mm-hmm. at three and four right now. And, and does your mind wander further down the leaderboard because of the marathon? Yeah, yeah, that, that's for sure. And, you know, be, guys can get on runs. You know, they're going to be, it's going to be a long day. Justin Rose specifically, I'm curious how his back is going to hold up. It hasn't seemed to be an issue for the first two rounds. Of course, he didn't really play a full practice round. He just sort of chipped and putted on, on uh, Monday and Wednesday, not Tuesday with the rain um and, and that's where you look at guys like justin thomas you know he's gonna he's three under right now and and playing with tiger they've got some good mojo together and um, i'm really curious to see what rory mcelroy is going to do as well you know well he's just been stuck in neutral yeah he's been stuck in neutral the whole tournament he's at one under par now which is you know uh he hasn't been under par much in this golf no. championship yeah um uh jordan spieth is going to head into the weekend at three at three game. under. He started off like uh, like oh, a dog's breakfast. That tee shot on one on Thursday. Yeah. Oh my god! Is he? You know, what does he have to do? Does I guess Jordan Spieth at three under par has to go shoot a sixty three or sixty four this afternoon to yeah. get himself back in this golf tournament? Well, and as we said, as you guys said on TV. I, I don't really see anyone running away with this. No, just you, because you it's so you can't. It's so soft. Right? So soft. You can't get away from this guy. And there's not. And, and there's not enough. Uh, there's not enough trouble out there either. Exactly. You need volatility yeah. in a golf course and a leaderboard volatility for a guy to, to have separation. Yeah. There is zero volatility on this golf mm-hmm. course, which makes it. It's going to be tougher to create any drama down the stretch. Yeah, and and one thing I you know we'll get into maybe a little later is you know there's two par fives, they're both 600 yards. So yeah. I mean obviously they're reachable, but they're not. It's not going to be like a driver five iron. It's a, it's a driver three wood. Right, and know? and it's interesting when you say that because if we take a look at the top of this leaderboard right now, and let's just for sake of argument, just just to just to you know to showcase what we're discussing here, if the final pair on Sunday. Is Gary Woodland and Kevin Kisner? I don't believe it will be. It could be, but I don't believe it will be. But if it is, and they come down the stretch together, well, Gary Woodland's the only one in that twosome getting that to either par five. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kisner is going to be hitting wedge into both those yep. par fives. Mm-hmm. It, it's reachable in two, but it's reachable in two for Woodland, Kepka, DJ, maybe Fowler, mm-hmm. maybe he's touch and go. You know what I mean? So, yeah, there's players in the field that can certainly get there in two, but it's those are not laydowns. And yeah. and and I think your point is is in a golf course with zero strategy, zero volatility, zero risk reward. Maybe they could have done something with the par For fives, sure. and, and maybe sure. they will. Scully, the PK yeah. Championship is you know outside of Augusta, you know has this probably dialed in better than anybody. Maybe they do. Maybe they go. We're playing in a swamp. Let's let's move the tees up on the par fives or one of them. Let's take the par five on the back side make and, it 520, and make you know, it five twenty yeah, and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you. And see and go. I think that would a make it very interesting and b bring some new bunkers into play off mm-hmm, that tee that mm-hmm. haven't been in play. Yep. All right, players that before we go to break, players that will miss the cut. Matt Kuchar, surprised yeah. that he will miss the cut. Captain Consistency, Sergio Garcia, no surprise there. He was my uh, what on television. Uh, what the, What is going on with Sergio? Equipment changes, family changes off the golf course, playing with house money right now and doing nothing with it. He will miss the cut. Alex Norrin going to miss the cut. Big surprise Ooh. there. Uh, captain uh, uh, of the uh, Ryder Cup team, Jim Furyk, he has got two over and is still on the golf course. Jim Furyk more than likely going to miss the cut. Uh, Patrick Reed, 
Charlie yeah. Hoffman. These are big names. Henrik Stenson, players that were expected to play well, going to miss the cut. And Phil Mickelson. <laughs> he's he's got to cry. You know, it is just, you know, there are Ryder Cup implications this week as well. This is the final week to qualify for the Ryder Cup, the top eight. After that, it's a captain's pick. We've heard that Tiger and Phil are slam dunks. Phil, not really. Yeah. You know, I know they're gonna. I know they're gonna pick him. Mm-hmm. I know he's won this year. I know he's never been a captain's pick for the Ryder Cup. He's played on 25 international teams in a row. Has qualified for every Ryder Cup that was in that 25 year span. I know they're gonna pick him, but boy, is he playing awful! Yeah, right now. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's crazy. On the other side, we will critique our two uh, top players, Gary Woodland and Kevin Kisner, how they've gotten here so far and what they need to do to keep moving forward. We'll hear from Woodland and Kisner next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the TP5 and TP5X Golf Ball. Five layers make it exactly like nothing else. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to switch today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by JPSM Golf, Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, an all-PGA Championship edition as the second round is trying to get completed at Bell Reef Country Club. Zakino with you, Adam Scully with me. Week C will be around in hour two. Adam and I were just in here watching the uh, monitors in the studio, just admiring Rory McIlroy. <laughs> if this guy could ever hit a wedge or make a putt, oh it's just God. watching him hit driver is just a beautiful it's, thing. It's majestic. It is unreal. Ricky Fowler just made a bomb uh, for par to stay at eight under, so he's got the putter going. And uh, I should mention Tiger Woods uh, took out the driver, so the driver is no longer benched. Hit the driver on ten and split the fairway right up the middle. Was picking up the tee before the ball was even at its eight, top of its apex. So <laughs> Tiger feeling comfortable with the driver. Now speaking of driving the golf ball well. That's really how you get near or at the top of the leaderboard at Bell Reef Country Club. The best driver of the golf ball might win this championship when all is said and done. Gary Woodland, known for his big towering drive, yep. Scully, mm-hmm. and he sits atop the leaderboard at 10 under par. He's hitting roughly 64% of his fairways, uh, 317 averaging off the tee distance-wise, 317 strokes game putting is a positive 3.5, which is tremendous, 83% of his green, so he's doing everything well. He's a three-time winner on the PGA Tour, but this is a different spot for Gary. It's a very different spot, and, and he's had a very interesting year. He hasn't had a top 10 since winning in, in Phoenix. Uh, obviously, he has Mike Weir's former caddy, Brennan Little, on the bags. That'll be an interesting story for us here in Canada to watch, Gary Woodland. Um, and as you said, you know, he is one of the better drivers of the golf ball in the game. Um, and when his putter gets hot, you know, he can he can shoot some low scores. But it, it, it's been a really, you know, interesting year. He had a, a streak of uh, four straight cuts missed earlier this season. Uh, I'll be curious if, if he can, you know, stay around there and hold on today. It will be interesting. And like you mentioned, he won uh, earlier this year in February at the Waste Management. That was the third win of his PGA yeah. Tour career, but has really not 
turned that into anything. He's just kind of gone silent. So we'll have his our eyes on him this afternoon to see if he can keep this going. Yesterday's round was highlighted by that eagle at 17, mm. which was brilliant. Just a towering, almost a slice oh, yeah. through oh, around yeah. the corner. And hit it inside 10 feet and then knocked it in for an eagle. It was well done. Let's hear from our leader, Gary Woodland. I feel safe because I feel safe where my game is. And, you know, I'm not too worried about what anybody else is doing out there. The golf course is, is gettable today, I think. If you drive the golf ball and play, the greens I thought were rolling a little bit better today, maybe a little bit quicker. Um, so, guys, I think we'll see some putts go in. But for me, I'm very happy with where I'm at. I'm comfortable with the way I'm driving the golf ball. My iron game is the distance control this week has been phenomenal. And, you know, when I stand over a golf ball putting the way I'm as comfortable as I am right now, um, I'm pretty excited. Congratulations, Gary, on what you've accomplished so far. <clears throat> How would you compare your uh, putting today versus yesterday? You already alluded to it, but how would you compare it today yeah, versus I mean, yesterday? Today, I just I didn't see putts go in. It was nice to see one. Uh, I made a, a pretty fairly long one there on eight, my 17th hole. Um, I thought I made the one on the last two days in a row. I had it right in the dead center. But I hit a lot of good putts. I had a couple lip outs. Um, and if I'm starting the ball online and hitting solid putts, um, you know, that's, that's the key for me. I mean, I, I'm not too worried, like I said yesterday, about the result as much anymore. You know, I focus when you're not making putts, it seems like that's all you're thinking about is making putts. Right now, I'm just trying to hit putts solid. And when I do that, you know, it seems like um, things are coming together and coming together pretty quickly. Gary Woodland, uh, as the putter goes, he goes. And I think what he's saying there, Scully, is, you know, he's always going to drive it well. Mm-hmm. And then and after that, it all, it's all going to come down to the flat stick. And in a golf course like this where the fairways are so wide and it, it just invites that 300-yard bomb, he feels comfortable. You know, and it's whoever wins this week is going to make the most uh, putts for sure. Uh, Gary Woodland's best major finish it was a T12 at the Open back in 2016. So again, unfamiliar territory yeah. now as we head into the weekend. However, I would probably make a, a, an argument that this is the first time that he's ever played a major setup like this. This fits mm-hmm. up perfectly for him. Mm-hmm. There's no bounce in the ground. There's no special shots you need around the green. There's no strategy. Yeah, just bomb, it's just, it's, like, it's, it's a driving range. Yeah. They're playing on a driving range. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm disliking this golf course. I'm talking myself into disliking this. Kevin Kevin Kisner is one off the lead, the complete opposite of Gary Woodland. Okay, Kevin Kisner is going to get this done with the flat stick. Uh, he's not going to outdrive a golf course, and he's kind of the outlier right now on this leaderboard. He's averaging 290 off the tee, so he's giving up 20 to 30 yards to the other guys around him, at least 20 to 30 yards, coming into these greens with mid irons versus wedges and short irons, but he's hitting 85%. Of his fairway. So think about this. Yes, he's given up 20, 30 yards, but he's also hitting 20 more percent of the fairways yeah. as well. And he's got a strokes game putting, no surprise here, a 5.6 to the positive, which is off the charts good. Mm-hmm. So uh, Kevin Kisner is going to basically have to out putt the field if he's going to get this done. A two time winner on the PGA Tour. Uh, and coming off, I guess, a near miss and a disappointing oh, finish sure. at the Open, would you yeah, say? Yeah, you know, having a, uh, a, he was a part of a three-way uh, tie for the lead after 54 holes of the Open Championship and, you know, uh, had some bad breaks uh, on that Sunday. Of course, he was leading the PGA Championship last year after 54 holes as well. So he's been in this sort of uh, position before. Um, very straight driver of the golf ball. And as you said, you know, he goes as his putter goes. You know, he's he's one of the better putters on tour, and and uh, if if he can hold some putts, he'll stay in it. But uh, 
you know, as you said, he is giving up at least 15, 20 yards to some of these guys. Uh, he has some interesting thoughts for the media. I love how he answers stupid questions from the media. Is one, he's just so point blank. Like one of his uh, best ones yesterday was uh, the guy who uh, the guy who hits the ball the best and puts it the best will win. Mm. Like thank, <laughs> you. Thank, thank you, thank, thank you. you, yes. So uh, he has some beauties. But let's hear now from Kevin Kisner. One off Gary Woodland's pace. It's golf, man. It's all I've ever done. I've won everywhere I've ever been. If I shoot the lowest score, I win. Well, that's what we work for is to win major championships. You know, I've made a bunch of cuts and competed in majors. I just haven't until recently haven't competed and have a chance to win. And that's been our goal going forward. And I like my position going in the weekend. Yeah. Well, I got off to that start. You know, 10 is probably one of the hardest holes for me being with its length and having a five iron in there in the morning. Uh, probably turned it over more than I wanted to, but it ended up coming down right at it and having three feet for birdie on that start and then hitting one of the best tee balls I've ever hit, right? The flag on 11 was, couldn't ask for a better way to start it and kept throwing darts on the back nine and, and holding the eight, ten footers I'd need to to make, make, make the birdies. There, there, right there is the quote of the week. The, the one who shoots the lowest score will win. will win. If you're looking for the quote of the week, there it is right there. That, that basically is the sky is blue. <laughs> Right. That's like saying uh, in hockey, you know, uh, the, the team that scores the most goals will win. Will win. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On the other side, there is some other golf going around uh, in yes. the world of golf. So we'll get you caught up on leaderboards from uh, around the world outside the PGA uh, Championship. Also get you caught up on 20 weeks tailor-made because I believe there's two weeks left, Scott? Yes. There's you, only... There, you were next week and then the grand finale. Right. So yes. next week is week 19 and then week 20, the grand finale the following weeks, so we'll get you caught up on 20 weeks of TaylorMade and everything GTC. So uh, on the other side, we'll get you caught up. I think, I think there's some wed.com and we'll see what Tyler McCumber's doing yes. on McKenzie Tour. Absolutely. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of Golf Talk Canada presented by Acura was brought to you by JPSM Golf. Canada's leading distributor of electric walking golf trolleys, including Kart Tech, Moto Caddy, and Stewart Golf Dream Machines. Visit jpsmgolf.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of Golf Talk Canada is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome to GTC as we wrap up Hour 1, the front nine, as Adam would like yes, to say. Yes. Uh, Tiger Woods coming off a five-foot miss, unfortunately, mm. for his first bogey of the day. So stalling momentum, he has reached... The drivable par 411th. They have the tee up there today. 298 to the hole, 267 to the front edge. He made double here yesterday. Yeah. Let's see if he goes for it. Go for I'm broke early. What he's, uh, I, 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 I will bet you that he lays up. I would I'm be shocked you. if he yeah. goes for the green. Rory, on the other hand, I bet you hits three wood to the putting surface. Yeah. 298, he'll hit three wood to the putting surface. We will see momentarily. All right, Skull, uh, we've given the update on the PGA Championship. Uh, let's look at some golf outside of the world of the PGA Championship, starting with the web.com. Yeah, the Ellie Mae Classic. Uh, Alex Prue, your leader, 16 under, 64, 60 
in his first two rounds. He's a two-shot lead over Josh Teeter. Uh, zero Canadians making the cut, unfortunately, this week on the Web.com Tour. And, of course, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Steph Curry, 71-86. Yes, unfortunate second round. I lied about uh, Rory McIlroy. He has an iron in his hand, so this appears to be a layup for Rory on the drivable par mm. 4 11th. Wow. Which is uh, bizarre, considering he's one under par at yeah. the moment and laying up. Uh, Rory, you need to go the other direction. Pars are not good for you right now, <laughs> FYI. On Mackenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada at the ATB Financial Classic in Calgary, there's a story brewing. Lee Hodges and Chris Kilmer have the lead of 14 under through two rounds with two holes, two rounds to go. But that is not the story. One off the pace. Tyler McCumber, the son of Mark McCumber, is looking for three wins in a row on the McKenzie Tour. Going for the hat trick and really vaulting himself uh, forward to the Web.com Tour next year. So, uh, big uh, big weekend coming up for Tyler McCumber. And do I see iron in hand, Scully, for we, Tiger? We see iron here for Tiger. It, it is not the gapper. So, uh, we, are, we are laying up here. Um, and uh, and he, this is not a surprise. And he made double. What? Was that? And that looks like what? A, like a knockdown iron of yeah. some kind? That is that low like trajectory. It was starting left. This is. Uh, yeah, 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 it's okay. good. Okay, it's fine. So, and that was on Thursday where he pull hooked the iron and then sort of hit this. I wouldn't say the wedge was fat, but or or heavy, but uh, it just came out really soft. Well, I gotta say this: when when the fairways are as wet as they are right now, it's easy to hit it. Yeah, yeah, you only have to be like you know one groove off yeah. to to maybe catch that thing a little heavy Absolutely. or thin for that matter. Uh-huh. If you're trying to avoid heavy, right, right. right. Uh, just want to give a shout out to Ryan Somerville who won the CG CJGA Eastern Ju- Junior Championship. That's the CJ, the Canadian Junior Golf Association Eastern Junior Championship. And that was presented by TaylorMade earlier this week. Ryan Somerville uh, gets the win there. So congratulations, Ryan. And this week on uh, in the Golf Ontario season, our friends at Golf Ontario, the under-17 boys are playing this week at Oshawa Country Club. So good uh, luck to all the uh, under-17 boys at the Junior Championship out in Oshawa. Mm-hmm. Scully, can you believe that 20 weeks of TaylorMade is coming to an end. This, this golf end. season has just flown by for me. Really now, has. here's the good news for our listening audience. If for some reason you have not subscribed to Golf Talk Canada TV and radio yet, which it makes no sense. <laughs> if you're listening to the program right now and you've not subscribed to Golf Talk Canada TV and radio, I don't know what you're waiting for. It makes no sense that you haven't done this. It's free to subscribe. Yep. There's lots of great content. And you could have won close to $20,000 worth of tailor-made product throughout the season. Here's the good news. If you go subscribe right now, you still have two weeks to win. Yep. We've got our giveaway this week, which is uh, the staff bag. Is that we give away the PGA Championship staff bag? We are, we bag are giving week? away. We just gave it away. This oh, we just week. gave yeah, it away. Yeah. So we got giving away something else this week. I don't know what we're giving away. We should know that, but that's okay. We're giving away something great this week. And next week, our grand prize is worth close to eight grand. Get out there and subscribe. And if you had subscribed, thank you for subscribing. The grand prize is a custom-fit, tailor-made golf set through the bag tour experience. We're talking everything. Putter, wedges, irons, driver, fairway woods, hybrid, custom-fit, top-to-bottom, along with your uh, tailor-made bag, uh, full tour experience through the bag, tailor-made fitting, and a Stewart X9 electric walking trolley from JPSM Golf. That grand prize is close to eight grand, and all you got to do is subscribe to Golf Talk it's, Canada it's easy. TV and radio. You know, like I, I don't understand why people don't do it. I don't know. It's, if you haven't done it, you're lazy. 
Well, and, and the experience, <laughs> yeah, and, and the experience itself of getting fit, you, you feel like a pro for the day, and uh, you know, you could, it's it's unbelievable gear, um, and and yeah, as you said, we we give away so much product. I, I will say, so next week we're giving away a FlexTech crossover stand bag, okay, stand bag, which, which I happen to use. I have and, one as well. Yes, it's outstanding. And they're great. So get very out there nice, and stretch. There's only a few minutes left, Adam, in our first hour of Golf Talk Canada before we flip the script and get to winners weird and what on the other side. Earlier this week, yesterday actually, I was a guest on the Breakfast Club here uh, in Toronto. Oh, I, I heard that. Yeah, actually. TSN yes. 1050, yes. and the debate was based on Brandel Chambly's comments of if Tiger Woods never lift the weight. If he never lift the weight, would he be over 20 majors right now? Now, I thought the the, the question that Dan Patrick asked Brandel Chambly was a horrible question. I thought Dan Patrick asked a horrible question because that's not a proper way to answer the ask the question. What Dan Patrick should have said and was trying to say was if Tiger Woods didn't get extreme in his workouts, chase UFC-style training and uh, military, military um, Green Beret-style mm-hmm. training, and bulk himself up to the point he, that he did, would he have had the injuries and then uh, sub, uh, uh, subscri- uh, substance to that, the surgeries? Yep. And would he have exceeded 20 majors? That's the proper question. You heard what I had to say. I've been saying for years. I've said for 10 years, I blew in the face, if Tiger worked out like DJ does instead of the way he did, and he never left Butch Harmon and decided to change his swing four times, because those things go hand-in-hand, that he'd be 20-plus majors right now. Quickly, your opinion before we call on that. The the thing about that is, you know, Tiger sort of brought fitness and working out and, you know... To the game. He almost made golfers, quote-unquote, athletes. I agree. You know, and if he didn't work out, would we see other guys? Would other guys start working out? Maybe. Who knows? Um, But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting way of asking the question. Well, there is, like I said, because there is a right way and a wrong way to to, to do everything. And in Dan Patrick's question, which was awful, uh, the answer is, uh, no, Dan, you're wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with working out. Working mm-hmm. out is going to make you better at everything in life. Even even the things you have to succeed at through mental approach because it's a way of yep. uh, you know burning off energy, clearing your mind. But there's a proper way of working out, mm-hmm. and I and I've been a firm believer that that Tiger crossed the line on that and was doing damage to his body, which he's now paying for. Yeah, and and you know you look you look at some of the videos and, and photos of him back in 2000. It was this lean, flexible guy, and then in about. Oh five, oh six, oh seven. Yeah. You know the, the the shirts went to a medium, yeah. and uh, he got big. He got swole, yeah. and and uh, that also coincides with his first swing change. Right, uh, not a coincidence. There, he's got a chance to back Ooh, one up in the cup here for Eagle. Oh. There's going to be a bounce back birdie yeah. from Tiger Woods, so he will bounce back immediately on that drop shot at ten and make birdie at eleven. You know, I'm not going to lie. This is a play by play color combo. We that could was, do this. Was, Maybe TSN Radio wants to start a play by play golf division. I like it. You know, I think we should. Actually, speaking of that, before we uh, wrap up hour one, speaking of that, TSN uh, is the home for all Absolutely. major championship yep. golf, TV, and now radio as well. Some of my colleagues are part of the, uh, I guess, the one-off PGA Championship radio coverage this mm. week. It's the only only event of the year that they do radio coverage for. Obviously, right. PGA Tour Radio, we do it every week. This is kind of a makeshift crew. Yep. Some of my colleagues are part of it. Uh, Bill Rosinski, Freddie Albers, Dennis Paulson. So some of them are, are, are part of it. Good friends of mine and colleagues of mine. And most TSN 
uh, radio channels coast to coast, most of them, including 1050 in Toronto and 1150 in Hamilton, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern this afternoon, will have third-round coverage of the PGA Championship radio call. So if you're out and about and you can't be in front of a TV, tune in to TSN Radio and you can hear the radio action. All right, on the other side, three dub. Kicks off the backside. Yes, Weeksy will be with us. We'll hear from Kepka and DJ. Lots to get to as we preview the weekend of the PGA Championship. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit weathertech.ca. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at golftalkcanada.ca. We'll be right back with more GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to GTC. Zacchino Scully for the backside. Mm-hmm. Hour yes. two of Golf Talk Canada, PGA Championship ed- edition. Ricky Fowler has dropped the shot. He falls back to seven under, three off the pace, two under for the day. Tiger Woods with the bounce back birdie on 11 has missed the fairway right on 12. It looks like it's sitting down in the rough. Yeah. Wasn't too bad a miss, but we'll see what that lies like for Tiger. Bob Weeks is at Bell Reef Country Club. Adam Scully and Mark Zucchino in studio. Weeks, he will be around momentarily to give us his perspective on what has transpired on Thursday and Friday and what he expects for the weekend. But before we get to that, let's do Winners Weird and What. Three dub. And Adam, you have the tee. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! <laughs> Look, it went further than your ball. All right, Mark. My winner this week, the uh, the PGA of America for allowing players to wear shorts during practice rounds. Again. Yeah, I like so, that. So, you know, it, it just, it, especially because it's so darn it's a, hot. It's a thousand degrees. Yeah. And, and you know, th- there's, I don't see why they just don't let them wear shorts. Okay. So that play. was going to yeah. be my question yeah, for just you. Just let them wear, because wear shorts. They are athletes now. Yeah. Okay. What? Why? And I understand golf has tradition, and we hold on to certain traditions. That is a stupid one. Yeah. It is just stupid. There, There is – so I have played one golf course in the last decade mm-hmm. that wouldn't let me wear shorts. Roy, Royal Aberdeen in Scotland. By the way, my least favorite golf course of the trip, <laughs> hands down. And my, my a critique of Royal Aberdeen is <laughs> – <laughs> I loved every golf course, you know, pretty much on that trip. Like they were outstanding. Turnberry's the best. Castle Stewart, Royal Dornock, like tremendous. Trump Scotland, like they were awesome. Royal Aberdeen, 
No. Two thumbs down. It's a bowling alley. <laughs> and then you can't wear shorts. So yeah. I, are you okay? I'm fine if they do. I think it's great. Yeah, I me mean, too. you know, some guys need to work on their tans maybe a oh, little yeah. bit. You know, yeah. you, you see some white calves. But what do you but think these guys do when they play at home? They play in shorts. Thank you. They play in golf carts and shorts. Thank so. you. Yeah. So, I mean, good for the PGA of America, especially because it, it is so bloody hot. Uh, my weird this week, did you see the story with Tommy Fleetwood? Yeah, this is so, awesome. So, so someone, uh, so a, a man in Florida whose name is Thomas Fleetwood, checked his bank account. And saw that he was $154,000 U.S. richer. <laughs> He's thinking, uh, this is a little strange. And so he came to realize that it was actually Tommy Fleetwood's check from the Open Championship. How does that happen? Like, is the R&A just arbitrarily yeah. picking names out yeah. of a phone book? I would love if there was an Adam Scully on the... Yeah. Yeah. $2 oh million. Great. Yeah, so a, a very, an interesting story. Uh, Tommy Fluid had some fun with it. You wonder maybe if he'll give him a little bit of it. I, I L- little it, little cha- little change. Yeah, a little, there you go. Well, here's five grand. Something, here's it, something for your it. for yeah, your troubles. For your troubles. Thanks for transferring this back. Thanks for your honesty, sort of thing. Uh, but no, just a, just a funny story uh, there for sure. My what this week? Uh, what a turnaround for John Rahm. Um, you know, I saw this. The we've seen temper tantrums. We've seen him throw clubs, throw balls. You know, earlier this year he hit it in the water on 15 at the Masters. Didn't quite throw anything, but he was definitely ticked off. Yesterday, he's on the he's on a par five, the eighth hole, his second last hole. He's five under par for the tournament, so he's in contention. Hits his ball into the rough. There's no one around. There's there's no, no little spotters, flags. no flags. So he's walking and he accidentally steps on his ball, mm. which of course is a penalty. So the official comes over, you know, John explains that he doesn't think the ball moved, but he did step on it. And the official says, well, that, that, that's a penalty. And, and instead of, you know, complaining and yelling, he tried to he pleaded his case for a little bit and then said, uh, okay, fine. And then, you know what he did? He bounced back. He makes par. He gets up and down from about 85 yards, makes his par, and now he's in this golf tournament. So if, if he can keep his emotions in check... He might be around. He'll be in it this weekend, for sure. You know what? I I was watching that, and I was thinking exactly what you're thinking. And with rounds of 68 and 67, five under par, like we said, is kind of right in the sweet spot with some really big names at five under that uh, could make a big move this afternoon. It wouldn't surprise me, Skelly. I got my eyes on that one. And you'll realize as you get older, it's a lot easier to step on your ball. All right. (laughs) The T is mine. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Well, Scully, my winner this week, and, you know, we've been very open in all of our coverage of the PGA Championship as to, you know, maybe the best driver of the golf ball wins this thing. Right, yep. Yep. maybe you know you have to drive it well here. It, it the most important club in your bag this week is your driver, the right. PGA Championship. Absolutely. So my winner so far is Brooke Kepka's driver. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So yesterday, just yesterday alone, en route to his. 63. He lipped out for 62 practically on the last hole. Just missed it on the low side. Mm-hmm. He hit 12 of 14 fairways. <laughs> he averaged 325 yards off the tee. Think about that. He averaged 325 off the tee. Absolutely incredible and, and did it with accuracy. Yeah. And the two fairways he missed, he missed by a couple of yards. That's the power of twist face technology. There it is. Right he is there. a twist face guy. Yes. And just on the heels of that, just to give you uh, uh, an example of how good Rory drives a golf ball. Rory so far in this championship is hitting over 80% of his fairways and averaging three 
337 That's off it. the That's tee. That's it. Yeah, only 337. But his strokes game putting is horrific, <laughs> and he missed a green yesterday from 103 yards. So, <laughs> But Brooks Kepka, my winner. My weird this week, did you see uh, Tony Finau's front nine yesterday? Oh, my God. He played the oh. front nine at a major championship without a par. That's right. He had seven birdies, a bogey, and a triple bogey. <laughs> he played nine holes at a major championship without a par. Seven birdies. Incredibly well done, Tony. Yeah, the triple and the bogey to follow it up. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's just so rare that you see that kind of scorecard from a professional, especially at a major. Well, crazy because on Thursday he was four over par. And, you know, a lot of us kind of like Tony going into this tournament. And then he, you check the leaderboard yesterday and he's one under. And, you know, he's, he's finished five holes. And you think, what the heck just happened? And he went birdie, 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 triple. Birdie, birdie, bogey, birdie. <laughs> Makes no sense whatsoever. And my what this week, and I, I just harped about this off the top of the show. Oh, yeah. But what are we doing with course setup? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? I, and I get hats off to the PGA. They put a fair setup in place. They don't do things stupid and crazy. They don't, you know, try to become the star of the show. Uh, you know, they believe that the players are, 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 and the tournament is the star, not them and their setup. Mm-hmm. Um, I get it. They do a lot of good things. Very well. I think they did a great job with the rough this week and making it, yep. you know, part of the storyline that you got to keep the ball in the fairway. What are we doing with 40, 50 yard wide fairways again? Why, why are we doing this? This is why guys are going to chew the place apart. Uh, I just, it drives me nuts, Adam. And I, and I keep going back to 2013 at Marion, 6950. Yeah. Okay, 6950, the shortest U.S. Open golf course in modern day history, one over par one at Marion. Why? Because the USGA had 20 yard fairways, 18 yard wide fairways. And and if you missed them, it meant something. And here we are with 40, 50 yard fairways again and 10 unders leading through 36. Mm -hmm. This is basic math. I don't know why they they can't figure this out because. this is not as you know the the lost ark we're we're looking for here. It's right in front of them. Now, do you think the winner is twenty under or better? I don't know. It's it's going to be close. Yeah, it's going to be close. Certainly going to be beyond fifteen. Oh, we know sure. that. Well, like today, I, like the lead's got to be around fifteen today. I would, I would say I would at think. the end of today, the lead is somewhere but around fourteen, sixteen, maybe fourteen, yeah. fifty. Uh, sixteen might be the, unless unless it's Woodland or Kisner. Yeah, it's going to yeah. You know, it's gonna it could get the sixteen. Uh, if it's not Woodland and Kisner, I think the lead's gonna be fourteen or fifteen yeah. today, which means the overall winner of this tournament's probably eighteen or nineteen mm-hmm. would be my guess. Mm-hmm. But could it exceed twenty? Yeah, sure, very possible, very possible. Uh, very frustrating. All right, on the other side, we will hear from two of the uh, biggest names in the game that are chasers. Brooks Kepka shot sixty three yesterday. He is two off the pace. And the man he outdueled on the final day of his U.S. Open victory this year, Dustin Johnson, world number one, the leader in the FedEx Cup, quietly 67-66, only three off the pace. DJ stalking in a dangerous position right now. We'll hear from both of them next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. To plan your next golf holiday, visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino in studio with Adam Scully. Weeksy joining us momentarily. And Tiger Woods has just yanked a five-foot putt for par. Didn't even touch the hole. It was a dead yank. He goes out clean in 31. And now on the back nine, bogey, birdie, bogey, start. Tiger, every time he seems to get momentum, he goes the other way. On the flip side of that, Justin Thomas just rolled in a 10-footer for par to keep his momentum. So Tiger and JT now at three under par with seven holes left to play. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's Sorry, six holes, six holes left now. And, and of course, this was the nine that Tiger fought back uh, on Thursday after starting three over through two holes. So clearly the front nine has been his friend uh, thus far uh, in this championship as Ricky Fowler just rolled in a nice uh, long par distance putt. par putt to stay at seven. seven under. So this is this is literally play by playing. A little yeah. color commentary this morning <laughs> on Golf Talk Canada. And I'm sorry if anybody's listening on the West Coast on a time delay today because eventually you're going to be hearing late highlights. Here, so. My apologies. Now Brooks Kepka, eight under par through 36 holes. He was seven under yesterday. You want to talk about a guy with an all-around golf game. Now, he's a three-time winner on the PGA Tour, but really the story of Brooks Kepka's career is back-to-back U.S. Opens, which happened this year. And just the way he got to the PGA Tour, coming through the Challenge Tour in Europe, and then the European Tour, and then eventually to the PGA Tour, and now a two-time major champion, and potentially on the verge of being a three-time major champion already in his 20s. And Kepka, listen to these numbers, Scully. Mm-hmm. 85% driving accuracy. 77% of his greens in regulation. Strokes game putting 6.7 to the positive side. Almost seven strokes better than the average in the field through two rounds. Averaging 3.25 off the tee. He does everything well when he's playing well. He's certainly playing well now. Let's hear from Brooks Kepka. Today, uh, I drove it beautifully. And my wedges, uh, the distance control is very, very spot on in uh, making the putts, making those, you know, five, six footers that you need to make. Um, you know, it came out Monday, uh, Monday afternoon, just kind of rested Monday morning and uh, came out, hit some balls and played, played nine and then, um, you know, played nine every day, essentially. But I like the way the golf course sets up. I know people talk about turns right to left but and you've got always you've always got them on the inside of the turn uh, but I can carry most of them so it's not really a big deal that the the holes turn right to left you can kind of you can kind of get away with it with my length yeah it'd be special anytime you can win two majors in a year that's uh that's pretty unique pretty special um and especially where I started the season um you know playing missing the Masters and and only being able to play three this year is is quite disappointing but uh trying to make the most of it you heard him uh, mention in that interview, Adam uh, Brooks Kepka, how he noticed the room. There's tons of space, and although the golf holes do bend right to left, there is so much space between the sidewalls of this golf course, the tree line, and with his distance, you can almost choose to play any shot shape you want off the tee, and that's what he's been doing this week. If he feels like hitting a high cut two, th- sorry, high cut three twenty five, he does it. Uh, you know, and and that's why going into this weekend, uh, excuse me, I, I like guys like him. You know, Dustin Johnson, 
John Rahm, you know, who's who drives it. Flies it a mile. Flies it a mile. Thomas Peters, who's been pretty yeah. quiet. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. You know what? The Ryder Cup coming around the corner. Thomas Peters has been, mm-hmm. you know, he was a, he was a stud for Europe uh, two years ago. So starting to get in, into good form. But uh, watch out for Brooks Kepka this week. You know, and, and he had a putt for the first ever 62 in a major on American on soil. On American soil. With, just missed it. Yes, Brandon Grace, the only player yep. ever to have a 62 in any major coming a couple of years back at the Open Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, never been done outside of the Open Championship and uh, almost happened yesterday. Will it happen this afternoon is the big mm. question at Bell Reef Country Club. Now, uh, the shot shape off the tee is a good segue because Dustin Johnson, world number one, is one off Brooks Kepka's pace of eight, three off the lead of Gary, Gary Woodland at seven under par. He shot 67-66. DJ was very open earlier in the week in his press conference, in his, his pre-game, pre-round interview saying, no, no. I'm sticking to the cut. I have enough space here, and I fly it as far as anybody. I'll, I'll play the shot I want. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he's done. He's pounded the cut off the tee this week, averaging 316 off the tee, hitting 70% of his fairways, 70% of his greens. He shot 67-66. He's three off the pace and could likely play with his good friend Brooks Kepka again in another major this afternoon. Oh, no. Yes, this yeah, afternoon in threesomes. Afternoon. It could happen. Uh, actually, unless uh, that's not going to happen in threesomes because Kepka's going to fall into that group with Woodland and Kisner. Uh, right. So that wouldn't happen. But you know what? Might happen on Sunday. Now, of course, Ricky Fowler's on the golf course at seven under par. So Ricky Fowler gets to eight uh, or nine. If he actually, if Fowler gets to nine, it would yeah. bump Kepka into the DJ group. We'll keep an eye on that. But let's hear now from world number one and FedEx Cup leader Dustin Johnson. It was good at the end. I played. I played my back nine really well. I drove it. I drove it a lot better though on the back. You know, I got off to, you know, just didn't hit very good drives on the on the front nine, which is the backside. But um, it still felt like I was swinging well, with especially with the irons. I hit still hit a lot of good shots. Had a lot of good looks at birdie on the back nine. Just didn't make any. And um, you know, made the turn there and had some had some good looks and you know rolled a few in. You know, on the on the last seven holes. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've since even at the Open, starting at the Open, you know, even the U.S. Open, I feel like I've been swinging the club well, and um, you know, so yeah, it, it carries over for sure. And even at you know the British this year, I, I felt like I, I hit it plenty good enough to to be in contention after two days. I just I putted really poorly, and um, I feel like I've, I'm starting to roll the putter really well, seeing the lines good and. and you know, I'm I'm definitely swinging well, and you know, just was a little off on the front, and then turned it around on the back nine, and you know, made a bunch of birdies. World number one, Dustin Johnson, in a perfect position through 36 holes at seven under par, three off Gary Woodland's pace. We should also mention that Jason Day is just hitting flags, one flag after another, and missing. Every makeable putt known to man. He is stuck at five under par. Still has four holes left to play, including a par five. And he's pounding it off the tee this week. So Jason Day with a real good opportunity to get it in the house at six under par or better. But this will be another round of what-ifs for Jason Day. He did the same thing in the first round with an opening 67. He turned 64 into 67. And he's about to do the same thing in round two. And for the number one putter on the PGA Tour through 36 holes, it's really what if he made any putts. He could be leading this golf tournament right now. And I'm wondering, Scully, considering how fast and firm greens are week in, week out on the PGA Tour, 
for our number one putter on the tour, is he hating these mushy, slow greens? Yeah, it, you know, it, it's, it looks like it's taken him, you know, it, it, he still hasn't gotten used to how, how, slow, how, sl- how slow these greens are. And, uh, you know, if he does, you know, figure it out and pull through, he'll be a, yet another three-time winner this year on tour, which will open up another conversation about player of the year, right? And he will be a three-time winner with a major. That's true. And the others will be three-time winners without, without majors. Major. And unless Brooks Kepka or Molinari or Patrick Reed want to do something special in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you got to think three wins with a major gets him player of the year. Yeah. You yeah. know, which is interesting because, you know, we've all been leaning other ways, you know, but I still think Jason Day is going to have something to say about this golf tournament. I really do. Mm-hmm. I picked him earlier in the week. He's at 500 par right now. I think he's going to get it in the house at six or seven. He needs to make some putts coming down the stretch. But this guy is pounding it off the tee and splitting the fairways. Sooner or later, his putter is going to heat up, and he's going to figure out these greens sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And when he does, I think Jason Day is still going to have his say in this golf tournament. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. All right, Skelly. On the other side, we will head to St. Louis, Belle Reve Country Club, and we'll welcome in Mr. Bob Weeks, who's been down there this week for TSN and Golf Talk Canada. And uh, we'll get Weeksy's perspective. I'm curious about what he feels about the golf course. I think he's going to like the setup. I think he's going to agree that maybe some narrow fairways would help. You know, mm. Bob's been been on that bad bandwagon with me. But I think he's going to agree that, you know, Mother Nature did not help the PGA Championship this week. But I'm For curious sure. what he sees thinks about the golf course because, you know, I, again, I just don't think there's much strategy. There's not much imagination around there. I'm not going to tell Weeksy what I, what I think because I, he hasn't heard my speech yet. <laughs> I want to get his take on this. And uh, what transpired so far and what he might see coming this afternoon. Does he think we'll see a 62 mm. at some point? And does it come on Championship Sunday? Mm, that could be interesting. All right, Bob Weeks coming up next from Bell Reef Country Club. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Cedar Bray Golf Club. Premier golf in a perfect natural setting close to home. Limited memberships are still available for 2018. Don't be shut out. Visit cedarbraygolf.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino in studio. Adam Scullion for Weeksy this week as Weeksy is in St. Louis at Belle Reve Country Club. And speaking of Bob and Belle Reve, let's go there now to St. Louis on location for TSN this week and Golf Talk Canada television mm-hmm. earlier in the week. Mr. Bob Weeks. Bob, how's it going this morning? Well, we're a little drier than we were yesterday <laughs> when we left the golf course. <laughs> 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 It's a pretty soggy place here right now. It's, it's, as tough as it's going to be for the players out here, being a spectator is going to be a, a mucky experience here walking around. Yeah, I can imagine. I was watching your Sports Center hit last night. I was laughing as it just poured <laughs> behind you. You got your Adidas rain gear on. I was just laughing. <laughs> and going, He's earning his money yes, this week. He's yes. earning his money. All right, Bob, before we get into the leaderboard and what's transpired uh, so far, I'd love, I'd love to get your impressions on Bell Reef Country Club and the setup this week of, of the PGA Championship. You know, 
I don't mind the course. It's just it's not really anything kind of exceptional. It's um, and it, it's playing obviously very soft and and even without all the rain we've had here, uh, with the bent grass greens and stuff in this heat in this part of the country at this time of the year, uh, they're, they're they have to keep them a little bit slower just so they don't destroy them. And uh, it's it's a good golf course. It's a big golf course. I'm not sure it's the kind of marquee golf course that we're used to seeing for a lot of these championships but uh right now it's serving a test but i'll tell you what there's there's probably going to be some, some scoring records that go on here and you could see them get close to that 20 under par with how soft these things are see 99.9 percent of the time bob we agree on everything I, i've been on a rant this morning about how there's really no imagination or variety around mm-hmm. this golf course i like the setup i think the pga of america always does a good job i think mother nature dealt a horrible hand this week obviously but again 40 and 50 yard fairways uh that are wide again you know if you miss these fairways you got to miss it pretty bad to miss most of these fairways i'm like what are we doing let's let's narrow these things up and i don't know adam had a great idea scully had a great idea like they did at 11 the par 4 moving the tee up to create some type of risk reward and strategy why not this afternoon maybe move up a tee on a par 5 so that we're not just playing 600 yard par 5s out of the two that are out there there's lots of things they can do here there's lots of ways they can sort of intrigue it but um, you know it's it's still you've, you've only got so much to work with interesting you mentioned the 11th hole you know that yesterday there was not one bogey on that hole isn't that amazing <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable that's, there's nothing that's crazy pars and birdies that's all there were on that hole even when you consider like you got club pros who are playing their first kind of big time event and this at this level and stuff it's, it's pretty remarkable but you know all the all the right to left we talked about earlier you and i mark on golf talk tv hasn't really come into play because guys can fly the bunkers that are that are sort of on the inside of the corners um you know it's just it's not a huge challenge if you keep it in the fairway you are going to play well it is a challenge for some guys who aren't playing well obviously but if you keep it in the fairway you're going to rip this place apart one guy who is playing very well, obviously, is uh, Gary Woodland. He's at 10 under and, uh, and, and the leader. Uh, Brennan Little, uh, of course, is his caddy. He, of course, was uh, Mike Weir's caddy back in 2003 for the Masters. This is Gary's, uh, you know, his first time sort of in the lead at a major. How much can a, an experienced caddy like Brennan uh, help Gary in a situation like this? I think a fair bit, and it's only it's just to keep his focus. You know, that's that's the job. It's obviously a caddy. You have to kind of be part psychologist when you're there. Mm-hmm. And they have a good they have a good relationship. They're both big sports fans, and uh, and they talk sometimes on the course in between shots about sporting events. But I think it's mostly just to keep them keep them dialed into what's the hand, focus on the shot. Don't worry about the outcome of of what that shot might result in. In other words, where you're going to be on the leaderboard or anything like that. And they, uh, you know, Gary's, Gary's found something with his putting after the uh, Open Championship. He was just in distress about how bad he was putting. The rest of his game was solid. And this is how bad it was. He, he was working with a guy named Phil Kenyon, who's kind of a short game coach. Mm-hmm. He came in on an emergency basis on the Saturday. Gary was sure he was hitting the putts off the heel of his putter. Phil Kenyon looked at him, taped it, said, look, this is what it is. You're actually hitting it off the toe. <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's how far off he was. He couldn't even find – he didn't even know what he was doing wrong. But he's got that straightened out now, put a uh, big, fat, super stroke grip on it, and he's putting great. Uh, we got to give a shout out to Bob. You know, we got to pat ourselves on the back when we get it right. It, Gary was uh, one of Bob's dark horses <laughs> yes, this week. Yeah, that's right. Pulled that one out of the blue, and he was right. And this is a bit of a home game for Gary Woodland, who grew up two gonna, and a half hours down the road from Bell Reef. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an honest situation of why I picked Gary Woodland. Uh-oh. When we were taping, when we were taping that, just in that segment, 
Brendan Little walked in to say hi. He was standing behind the camera, and I thought, oh, I'll make it good, and I picked Gary Wood. <laughs> there you I go. love it. There you go. Bob, you're not, supposed to, you're not supposed to tell us these things. You, you know, leave the leave the big, uh, what do you call it, like the man behind the green screen there, yeah. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You never drop the carpet, never drop the curtain. Uh, Bob, is Kevin Kisner the outlier on this leaderboard? Because, you know, when you and I kind of broke this championship down on what we think would uh, do well here. We we described Gary Woodland, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, uh, Rookie Fowler, uh, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. Basically, we said the greatest drivers of the golf ball in the world would be the ones near at the top of the leaderboard at the PGA Championship. And here we have Kevin Kisner, one off the lead. And not saying that Kevin Kisner is, you know, a bunter by any means, but he's given up 30 <laughs> yards to the previously mentioned. And, you know, he's coming into greens with five irons when other guys are coming in with nine iron and pitching wedge. Can you do that for four days in a major? Well, he's, he's you know, the key for, for, for Kevin Kisner is that he keeps the ball in the fairway. So that's that's step one for him. Obviously, he's not nearly as long. I think I, I figured out last night that if you took the top 15 guys, 12 of them were averaging about 312 yards off the fairway, or off the tee, I should say, and he was somewhere down around 280 or something. So, as you mentioned, giving up a lot of yardage to those guys. But he keeps it in the fairway, which gives him a, a really good lie on the Zoysia grass. He is hitting a lot of longer clubs in there, and his putter has been the key for him. Mm-hmm. If he can keep his putter going, I think he might be able to keep pace. But... That's a big. That's a lot tougher job than I think uh, that it is than, than, than hitting you know 320 yard drives out here. So um, the course just got a lot longer last night. So it's, he's going to be hitting even longer irons into these greens right now. So he better be really dialed in with that putter if he wants to stay up near the top. Another guy uh, that we were all high on going into this tournament was uh, Jason Day. And it, it seems, at least from my perspective, Bob, that that he's just been, had some issues getting used to how slow. Or how much slower these greens are? You know, he, he's hitting a lot of gr- a lot of fairways, a lot of greens, but he just can't will the ball he, into the hole putting. He just left another one, guys, shy in the heart by two inches on on a hole number fifteen. So Jason Day, normally the best putter on the PGA Tour, is five under par, and he has yet to make a putt in this championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing, really, when you see how many, and and they're not missing by like a foot or two feet. They're all they all seem to be like four, five, three, two, one inches, right? They're mm-hmm. all right in the heart, as you were mentioning yep. that, on that last one, Mark. Yeah. So I think I think if if he ever gets that dialed in over the weekend, then then look out. He could put a low one. There's there's going to be a low round out here. You know there's going to be a 62. I think I think yesterday the first time ever there were two 63s in a major championship. So um, it, it could be him easily because the rest of his game is really really solid right now. So if he gets a few of those putts to drop, look out. So that was my segue, Bob. That's where I was going next with you. Is are we going to see a 62? You think we are going to? And my question is because there's a 62 out there, and because we're in a marathon day of golf, are we looking further down the leaderboard on a Saturday uh, in terms of the number that you're at? Uh, to, to be in contention here? Like, normally, I think if you and I and Adam were sitting around on a Saturday at a major championship where we don't really think a 62 is out there typically in a major, never has been on American soil for that matter, we typically would go, okay, if you're at five under par right now, you're in a great spot because five to ten, that's where this this leaderboard is going to emerge from. 
I'm starting to think that you can be as low as three under par today. Guys like Jordan Spieth, Tiger Woods potentially, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas. If there's a 62 out there and you're one of those guys, you're 10 under par heading into Championship Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% out there. And, and all you have to do is look at what Tony Finau did. I mean, it was the wildest ride. He just made his 10th birdie of, of his second round, by the way, before I came out to talk to you guys. So, you know, there's a bunch of birdies out there. If you can avoid the triple bogey, that's like he had, um, you know, it's, it's, it's out there. So I think you're right. I think three, maybe even two, depending on what the leaders do. The only thing in that conversation is that there are so many guys bunched up between three and ten under par. There's a ton of guys in there. So um, that may, may make it more probable but it may also make it more difficult to kind of get up to the top of the lead and, and separate yourself by any way. I think this is going to be a real horse race coming down the stretch. I just I just see too many guys in the mix right now. I agree. I think it's going to be almost impossible to get separation, and I think it's going to be one of those Sundays where we have 10 guys in a, within a couple shots of the lead. Bob, before we let you go, uh, I just can't see this championship uh, tra- uh, un- unveiling in front of us without Francesco Molinari and Jason Day having a say here. Currently, they're both at five under. Jason Day still has a par five to play. He's hitting every green, just can't make a putt. I think at some point he's got to get the putter going. He's just too good with the flat stick. But I would be shocked if Molinari and Jason Day didn't have big Saturdays. Uh, what do you see transpiring? Who do you like to, to, to maybe move up the leaderboard and any, uh, are you going to stick with your Woodland, or you got a prediction for us? <laughs> no, I like I like Gary Woodland. I think he's really confident right now. He looks comfortable. He looks relaxed. Um, if he can keep the ball in the fairway like he's done for the first couple rounds, that putter is, is shining for him. So, um, you know, I think he's I think he's really looking good, but I, I still think Brooks Kepka is going to be maybe the guy to beat coming down the stretch on Sunday. He's, he's also looking very good. And those two guys are kind of the new wave, right, of power players. I mean, they're big looking. Mm-hmm. Guys, in fact, some some media here have actually mistaken them for each other in a couple of columns that I noticed. So <laughs> it's just a little a little bit uh, of two. Maybe it's, it's like a one and one a, and when you go to the horse races or something. But one of those two guys, I think, is, is going to be at the end of it, of it raising the uh, Wanamaker Trophy. Bob, thanks for taking the time. I know you have a marathon day as well, <laughs> so we will see you Tuesday for our one hour. Golf Talk Canada PGA Championship wrap-up special on Tuesday. I'll uh, see you back in studio. Safe travels and enjoy the weekend. Take care, guys. Thanks, Bob. Bob Weeks on location. You know what, Scully? You know what we got to do? We've got to open phone lines. I I totally forgot that we were doing this. We only have a couple weeks to go because we're going to do this to Labor Day. Perfect. So we only have a few weeks to go. It's the Muskoka Bay Free Golf Giveaway. So we're going to open up our phone lines as we speak. Just before we go to break, I'm going to throw you out our trivia question. So the first correct caller, phone number is 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050 is the phone number. And our trivia question, and the first correct answer gets a free round of golf at the Muskoka Bay Club, one of Canada's finest golf courses, just two hours north of the city. I was up there last week for the first time this year. Absolutely tremendous Mm -hmm. facility. It is in incredible condition. The greens were perfect. And the question is this. Scores are low at the PGA Championship. We want to know on Friday, not in the second round, because the second round is still continuing, on Friday at the PGA Championship, how many rounds of 63 were shot? That's the question. On Friday, how many rounds of 63 were shot at the PGA Championship for a free round of golf in Muskoka Bay? Phone lines are now open, 416 870 1050. 
416-870-1050. The first correct caller, how many rounds of 63 were shot at the PGA Championship on Friday, 870-1050? On the other side, we'll give you final thoughts from the world of golf. Excuse me, final thoughts from the PGA Championship. What Scully and I like to transpire here at Bell Reef Country Club. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by Adidas Golf and new Tour 360. Visit adidasgolf.ca. Adidas, geared for more. This segment of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Acura, is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. And we've been complaining all day about Jason Day's putting. And it's just, you know, for the number one putter on the PGA Tour, he has putted like he's had a blindfold on. He's just missed a seven-foot putt straight up the gut on 16 for par. Falls him back to four under. So, you know, maybe he's not going to find his putter skull. I'm shocked by this. Like, I I followed him at the Wells Fargo this year. Called all four uh, days of his golf for PGA Tour Radio. I, I had him for four days. I called basically 72 holes. This guy did not miss a putt in 72 holes. <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. He was just brilliant. He was, uh, you got to remember something here. Uh, he, up until just a few weeks back, he had yet to miss a putt inside five feet <laughs> on the PGA Tour this season. Isn't that crazy? And he was 93% on the PGA Tour this year inside 10 feet. 93 percent inside 10 feet coming into this week and he just missed another pot seven feet so this is just incredible uh congratulations uh david tirol from oakville david you're our winner in the muskoka bay golf giveaway so we'll be in contact with you shortly from the muskoka bay club at some point this week congratulations to you sir adam um some final predictions, some ooh, final ooh. thoughts. I'd like from you okay. a winning score, ooh. and I'd like from you a winner from the PGA Championship. Well, uh, during our predictions last uh, November, I-, I picked Brooks Kepka to win the PGA You did last November? I did. Wow. I did. I did. So I- I'm, g- I'm going to stick with him. Okay. How come I don't remember? We should have been talking about this all week. You know, I, I was just, I was keeping it inside. Yeah. I, I have some pretty bold predictions that sometimes work out. Right. Tiger playing at the Hero World Challenge is one of them. That was a good one. You know, just sources say that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, Brooks Kapka, yeah, I had a feeling. But no, I, I think the winner, the winning score, I should say, is going to be 18 under par. Okay, so you and I agree on the number. My number is 18 under par as well. I think 18 under par is going to win. I think 17 under par is going to put it in a playoff because I think it's going to be tight. Yeah, oh yeah. And I will also go with Brooks Kepka, wow. but I will only Goodbye, go with Brooks like. Kepka with 36 holes to go. I nowhere in the million years picked him last November. <laughs> I picked uh, Jordan Spieth to complete a career grand uh, slam well. last November. 
Jordan Spieth needs to shoot 62 or 63 this afternoon mm-hmm. to be a part of this golf tournament. Yeah. End of story. And I don't even know if that'll do it if our leaders continue to go well. Well, and, and, and he's got a, you know, it looks like his putting is a little better. Yeah. And his driving <laughs> has moments <laughs> of that weak shot to the right. <laughs> uh, like he said it in the hazard both days on 17, that par five. Hasn't played the whole well. Now, we yeah. should give you a Ryder Cup update because this uh, yes. is the final week for the U.S. Ryder Cup team to qualify on merit, to qualify on points. After today, you must rely on a captain's pick, one of four captain's picks uh, for Jim Furyk that will round out the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Uh, Webb Simpson uh, held on to the last spot coming in this week, number eight. Bryson DeChambeau just on the outside looking in. There was a narrow, narrow margin at number nine, currently Webb Simpson three under par in a tie for 25th. Bryson DeChambeau mm-hmm. even for T63. So it looks like with 36 holes to go, unless something absolutely insane happens, that Webb Simpson will hold on to that final mm-hmm. spot and Bryson will need to rely on a captain's pick. Yeah. And I don't know how that's going to go because every source I have, every source I have tells me the two picks are already gone. Two, oh, sure. two picks are already gone to Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods, uh, and there's only two spots left. The picks will be made after the BMW Championship in the playoffs will all be done. Actually, the first two weeks in Boston, they make three picks, and then the next week in, in Chicago for the BMW, mm-hmm. they make their final pick. So as far as I'm aware, there are only two picks really left if you already give one to Tiger and Phil. I don't know if Phil deserves one. He's getting one. Tiger is getting one. Does Bryson get a pick here? I don't know. I don't know. Especially what we've seen as of late with the temper tantrums on the driving range right. after the open and looking like he's actually crying. It's just it, he's, he's a very interesting guy. One guy I really like is Tony Finau. Well, Tony Finau, popular guy. Kevin Kisner was hugely popular on the President's Cup team. Yeah, Look what he's he doing was. in majors. Yep. If Kisner wins this, how do you keep him off the team? Gary Woodland. Gary you know? Wood. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Jim Furyk is a big fan of Matt Kuchar. Yeah. This would be the first team he hasn't been on in years. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very hard. For Bryson DeChambeau, even if he finishes ninth, to get the yeah, nod here, it'll be very more. hard. Adam, thank you so much it's for been taking fun, my the time. Been fun. Enjoy Championship thank Weekend you. at you the too. PGA Championship. I know you'll be glued to it as am I. Oh, yeah. And I will see you Tuesday for our one hour wrap up show yep. of the PGA Championship for Golf Talk Canada Television. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Acura was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. For blogs, show archives, video highlights, and TV schedule, visit us online at GolfTalkCanada.ca.